Do you have a wet basement? You've got a problem. Not only are you inviting toxic mold, a flooded foundation can raise serious structural issues. But here's the good news. Jackhammers and backhoes and other drastic measures are probably not in your future if you read our tips for sealing your basement. Hit moneyfit.com, click on ideas and tips, then click repair and improve. And for answers to any home improvement or home repair question, give us a call right now. 888-MONEYPIT. Coast to coast and floorboards to shingles. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. The number is 1-888-MONEYPIT, 888-666-3974. It's a great hour. It's a great idea. Let's tackle your home improvement projects. Let's solve your do-it-yourself dilemmas. What are you working on? What are you doing? Trying to redecorate some rooms? Call us at 888-MONEYPIT. Need to solve a leaky basement? Call us at 888-MONEYPIT. Whatever you're doing, whatever you're working on, we are here to help you get the job done. Coming up this hour, it's deck season once again. Hooray! Hooray! I can't wait. I cannot wait to get outside. I can't wait for real spring to kick in. I just can't wait. You know, building a deck is probably the least expensive way of extending your outdoor living space. You know, it's inexpensive, it's easy to do, and it's generally made of pressure-treated lumber, which is incredibly durable stuff. But there is one area of the pressure-treated lumber that may not be so durable. It's all of the hardware, all of the joints, all of the fasteners that are used to assemble decks. If they're not put together correctly, they can rot away and make the deck unsafe. So before you get out on your deck this summer, we're going to tell you this hour what to inspect to make sure it's going to hold up to all of that use. And spring is swarm season. Do you think that your home might have termites? Well, before you panic, we're going to make sure that you can actually tell a termite from maybe an ant or another kind of bug. Not saying that you got bugs in your house, but you might. And we're going to give you some of those bug IDing tips a little bit later. And coming up later in the hour, if you were designing the last house you'll ever live in, what would you include? Well, that's the question the folks at Fine Home Building asked a bunch of people, and they came up with some really good information. We're going to interview Kevin Ireton, the editor of Fine Home Building magazine, about how to construct the last house you'll ever need. And we have the most season-appropriate prize this hour. and it's We do. The, it is. It's amazing. It's the one thing that's going to help you most with your outdoor spring cleanup, and it's a prize pressure washer. All right. It's so kick butt. I'm so glad. It's a great prize, especially because pretty much everything on your spring to-do list involves a pressure washer. So why not have one for free? You got to call us at 1-888-MONEYPIT and it's a Husky pressure washer. It's worth 179 bucks, but it could be yours for free. You know, using a pressure washer is a lot of fun because you start in one place and you just can't put it down. You just work your way around the whole house so everything's super clean. It makes the chore really easy and exciting and I love free gifts. So hey Well, if you want to win the Husky pressure washer pick up the phone and call us now at 1-888-MONEYPIT because one caller to today's program will have their name tossed into the money pit hard hat and perhaps selected out of that money pit hard hat to win the pressure washer leslie who's first marion iowa welcome to the money pit what can we do for you today hi um we have a toilet that when we flush it it gurgles up in the sink and this odd well bad smell comes <laughs> out okay and 
I don't know what to do about it. Well, it's a venting problem. The problem is that you don't have enough air getting into the waste pipe. You see, as you flush the toilet, you're going to have you know a couple of gallons of water go down the waste pipe very quickly. That water has to be replaced. That volume has to be replaced by air. And so if you if you're the toilet is not vented properly. There's no way for the air to get back in there. It tries to draw the air from the room by sort of gurgling, and that's the bubbles and the gurgling and the sort of the sucking sound. It's gulping that you hear. for breath. Yeah, that's right. It's it's starving for air. And so this is a problem that can be solved by a plumber through the installation of an additional vent. If it's possible to get the vent up through the roof and out, that's fine. But there are other ways to install vents to the inside of the house that have um, sort of ball valves on them. So they let air in, but they don't let smell out. But this is a simple venting issue, and that's going to solve it. So would it be just venting the toilet or venting the sink or both? Or? Um, it actually could be somewhere in the plumbing line because they're all connected. As you've noticed, you hear, you hear this bubbling in different places. It could be vented in, in, in one of a number of places, but it is a venting issue, and that's what has to be done. Mary, thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Russell in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, working on a floor. How can we help you? Yeah, I've got a, a, a couple little questions here. I'm remodeling a home and uh, I'm doing pretty much all the work myself. So uh, um, I haven't been around, done any hardwood floors in a long time. And uh, what I'm doing, I've got the uh, heart pine floors. And I knew you used to could put the uh, uh, moisture cure was a very good finish for uh, high traffic areas. Is there anything else, else out there that... Uh, you know, compares with this or... Well, certainly, I don't think that we should be, uh, you should be thinking about using any type of a water-based polyurethane. That's one thing I would not recommend for a floor. When you're doing your own floor finish, you know, the the floor installers have some commercial finishes that are two parts that are like, sort of like the gym floor. That's really, really durable. But when you're doing this yourself... Um, you're not going to be able to get those products. You're not going to be able to get it, and, and probably your only option is going to be use, use an oil-based polyurethane. That being said, it's really durable stuff on a, on a hardwood floor. Um, it's going to be important that you um, put it on very carefully, that you sand the floor, that you prep it properly, and that you put it on with a lamb's wool applicator, and make sure you leave more time to dry than it says on the can, mm-hmm. because I've actually painted myself in a, in a room once with that stuff. <laughs> yeah. Work from exit to exit. Do not find <laughs> yourself trapped in a blank corner. That's very helpful there. Um, I do have one other question. I've put some uh, some white pine on the walls. How's the best way to keep the wood from, you know, over time, if it with a poly uh, finish or a clear finish on it, the wood gradually darkens. Is there anything? Yeah, it yellows. Mm-hmm. No, that's a reaction because of the ultraviolet light uh, from the sun getting uh, into the wood. And but the wood. there are non-yellowing finishes available on the market. Yeah, there are, but I'm telling you, it's eventually going to happen. I understand. Yeah, it's an oxidation because of the reaction between the light and the finish. But yeah, there are yet non-yellowing finishes, but it does, it will slow it down. One of the things you might want to think about doing is to stain the lumber, stain it a color, and then you won't notice the yellowing that much as opposed to being pure white. Well, that sounds good. Pearl from New Jersey, what's going on at your apartment? Yes, hi. I live in a a second-floor apartment of a two-story building, and this is my second year in this apartment. This year I've been having mold problems, which did not occur last year. Um, And the only two changes that occurred in the apartment since last year was that the landlord had the outside walls waterproofed, and we had some electrical work done in the walls. And the mold showed up this year. 
there's yet a third change that you're not counting on. Leslie and I both live in the New York area, and the third change is we have had a boatload of rain. I mean, just a lot of rain compared to last year. So there's been a, a, a great increase in the amount of moisture that's gotten into those walls. And certainly, if you have a lot of moisture, you can have a lot of mold that follows. The secret here is going to be to stay on top of this mold growth. I hope that you're keeping your landlord posted on this because mold is something that has to be dealt with quickly before it sort of takes over uh, on its own. You know, it, it grows rather explosively if it's uncontained. But if you if you clean up moist damp areas, if you wash walls down with bleach solutions, that can really keep it in check. And in an apartment, when you don't own the house, that's really the only thing that you can do as a tenant. Uh-huh. So that's, that's all I can do, just keep cleaning it up? Yes, but you want to make sure that you're cleaning it with a bleach solution because that's what's going to kill it. Because mm-hmm, the bleach is going to kill those spores and keep it from growing back. Also, do you dehumidify in any way in the apartment? No, it's actually the, there's the heat in the apartment is very, very dry. Mm-hmm. So we have a humidifier, which is on a low humidity. Um, just it, it doesn't, you know, it, the mold actually showed up in one of the rooms where there is no humidifier. Where, where it is actually very dry in the wintertime when the heat is on. Yeah, you're not going to see this in the wintertime. This is going to be a spring-summertime kind of an issue. What you ought to do is, is take a, a spray bottle, uh, like from an old cleaning product, and you want to mix a 10% bleach solution in there and keep it handy. So if you see little spots of mold start to, to show up, you can spritz that, let it sit for a few minutes so that it kills any mold spores that are there, and then you can clean it up. Uh, is there anything the landlord could do to prevent the problem? Well, if it turns out that it's sourcing from a leak, obviously he could deal with that. But you say he waterproofed the outside. You yes. know, maybe in the process of waterproofing it, some of the caulking was was cracked or some other damage was done. You know, I would certainly let the landlord know what's happening. But in terms of what you can do as a tenant on the inside, you can you can do as much as you can to try to keep it under control by cleaning it up before it starts to grow. Uh-huh. Okay, thank you very much. Hey, Money Pit listeners, is your spring season to-do list overwhelming you? Well, we can help, especially if you call in your home repair or your home improvement question 24 hours a day, seven days a week at 1-888-MONEYPIT. 888-666-3974. Up next, most decks are built with pressure-treated wood, but the process that helps protect the wood from rotten decay can also cause all of the fasteners to deteriorate. Find out how to inspect yours to make sure it's safe after this. live in a Money Pit. Somewhere, a guy is tossing his golf clubs into the water. But you, you'd rather build, say, a burled maple coffee table. RYOBI Woodworking Tools lets you do it. RYOBI gives you the power and precision you need to succeed at prices that help you get going. Of course, there's still some equipment involved, but it's power tools. And you don't have to wear those funny clothes to use them. RYOBI Power Tools. Professional features, affordable prices. RYOBI, exclusively at the Home Depot. That's just beautiful. If you have trouble sleeping because of stuffy air, or if your floors and furniture feel sticky, it's not the heat, it's the humidity. During milder weather, when your air conditioner isn't running, humidity levels can rise unchecked. Whether it's mold and mildew or musty smells invading your home, an April Air Central Dehumidifier will help eliminate excess moisture and get you back on your way to a comfortable, healthy home and a good night's sleep. Call your heating and cooling contractor today or visit AprilAir.com. April Air, fresh ideas for indoor air. So AARP has a series of tips for homeowners who want to improve their homes, make them safer and more comfortable. And I found these tips on their website, aarp.org slash home design. In the bathroom alone, 
I widened the door, installed brighter light bulbs, and put non-slip surfacing on the floor tiles. Instead of wishing my house had improvements, I'm making them. To bring comfort, safety, and a future to any home, visit us online at aarp.org slash home design. Looking to save both time and money on your next exterior paint project? Turn to Bayer, which now offers premium plus ultra exterior paint and primer in one with advanced NanoGuard technology. The revolutionary formula doubles as a paint and primer to form a liquid safeguard around your home that resists damage from sunlight, moisture, stains, and dirt, which means you don't have to repaint the exterior of your home as often. For more information, visit Bear, B-E-H-R.com. And remember, now you can prime and paint with a single brush stroke. Bear products are available exclusively at the Home Depot stores nationwide. Give your home an attraction that reaches all the way to the curb at a Classic Craft fiberglass entryway from Thermatrue. Classic Craft, a stunning AccuGrain technology, captures all the beauty and luxury of premium hardwood, but won't split, crack, or rot. Add a sparkling custom touch with decorative glass door tiles, side lights, and transom, too. When you do, studies show your home's perceived value rises as much as 6%. Let the curb appeal of a Classic Craft entryway enhance your home's look and value. Visit Thermatrue.com. AOL's new real estate site has the answer to any question a homeowner, buyer, seller, or renter may have. In fact, it's kind of spooky, almost like they're reading your mind. Hello? Hello? Who said that? Me, down here. I'm AOL Real Estate. Got any questions about your house? Hmm. Well, I do have a question about my 60s-style bungalow, because there's pink paint in the back and... Lead composition. Stabilize with 3-in-1 primer. Paint over with an Aegean blue to match your eyes. I think I love you. AOL Real Estate. So smart, it's amazing. Go to realestate.aol.com to see our own answer man, Tom Kreitler, in action. This portion of the Money Pit is brought to you by RYOBI, manufacturer of professional feature power tools and accessories with an affordable price for the do-it-yourselfer. RYOBI Power Tools, pro features, affordable price. Available exclusively at the Home Depot. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. Making good homes better. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And you know our magic number is one eight 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 Money Pit. If you call us and ask your home improvement question on the air, we are giving away the one tool that you probably cannot live without, especially when you're doing your spring cleanup outside of your home. It is a super prize. It's an 1800 PSI pressure washer from Husky. And once you have one, first of all, everything is going to be be amazingly clean, but you are going to wonder what the heck you did without it. You can use it to clean sidewalks, your siding, your deck, pretty much anything outside. If you call us right now, you can qualify to win that Husky pressure washer. The number is one eight 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 Money Pit. You must be willing to come on the air and ask your home improvement question. Hey, speaking of decks, you know they're usually built with pressure treated wood. 
To do that, the wood is put in a vacuum-sealed container that's filled with chemical preservatives. Basically, the chemicals are forced into the wood. Now, the downside is that the chemicals don't always completely saturate the wood, and these areas are generally found near the center and the end cuts. These are very high-risk areas for rot. Yeah, and no matter how small those areas are, the wood can easily absorb moisture and allow those decay organisms to enter into the center of the wood. And once that starts to happen, and the wood is going to rot from the inside out. But this doesn't have to happen to your deck. You can actually protect your deck with what's called a weather-resistant self-adhering membrane. And one that's really great is the Vicor Deck Protector. It's from the folks at Grace Construction Products. And you would adhere it to the top of deck joists or even around the ends, anywhere where you're finding that that pressure-treated lumber is coming into contact with a joist hanger or any piece of metal or even just the nail or screw coming through from the top decking into that joist. So you really want to make sure that you put an impervious barrier, which is going to protect against water and moisture penetration. It really does make a lot of sense and could prolong the life of your deck. And keep it safe as well. If you want more information on Grace's weather barriers for decks, you can get information at graceathome.com. Leslie, who's next? Paul in Utah's in hot water. How can we help you? Boy, I wish I was in hot water. Uh, <laughs> You're not in hot water, huh? Well, I need hot water um, to exchange my hot water boiler system that gives radiant heat to my home into something more modern because this one is costing me greatly. It's about 50 years old, and it is an old cast iron boiler system with radiant heat. Well, you know, the fact that it's 50 years old means it's really served you well. And so I don't think, Paul, that thing owes you any more years, but I think we can save you some money if we recommend a replacement boiler. Probably the best type of replacement boiler to look for today is called a condensing boiler. And what that refers to is the fact that these high-efficiency boilers take so much heat out of the gas before it's let up the vent pipe, that all that's left is mostly water vapor, which condenses, runs down to a pump, and is pumped outside. So a high-efficiency condensing boiler is the one that's going to be the most energy efficient. You probably should be looking for one that's Energy Star rated, and you're going to see a world of difference in the cost to operate that compared to the old cast iron boiler that you're working with right now. I do appreciate it. Is there a brand or... Uh... Well, Rheem is is a really good brand of, uh, of boiler, R-H-E-E-M. That's one that you might want to start with. There are other good ones as well. But take a look for a condensing boiler, and I think you're going to be very happy with your energy bills after that's installed. You're marvelous, folks. Thank you. You're welcome, Paul. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Christine Kalamazoo, welcome to the Money Pit. What's going on at your house? You know, I have my uh, drain that's in the bathroom. Okay. Well, the pipe that goes right behind the toilet. Uh-huh. A lot of people call it a stink pipe or something like that. <laughs> but, the, you know, the films will come back, you know, through that pipe some kind of way. And I was wondering if it could be clogged. Mm, well, something might not be right. Uh, are you talking about the vent pipe that goes from the toilet up to the roof? Right. And you're getting odor through that, through like from the walls or something? I think it's from the pipe. Well, okay, but see, the pipe should be filled with water, and it should be vented up to the roof. So if you're getting odors from that area, then it's possible that the pipe was not connected properly, or if you have an old sink or something in that area with a trap dried out, you could be get sewage gas back from that. 
Uh, is there a floor drain in this bathroom? No. Is one in the basement, though. Okay, that's another area where very often you get odors because those drains are not used very often, and if they get dry, then they can uh, leak sewage gas back up into the house. Generally, if you have an odor, it's because the, the vent pipe is not working correctly. If it's clogged, that's not necessarily going to contribute or, or take away from the chances of an odor. But if the vent pipe is not installed right, that's when you'll get odors. So that's the solution to the problem. Get that vent pipe straightened out. Christine, thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Alex in Bradley, New Jersey, welcome to the Money Pit. How'd you get paint on your fireplace? Um, the house that, I'm, that I just uh, recently bought is about 80 years old. And uh, a lot of folks had done a lot of work in the house. And one of the things, unfortunately, that they did is they, there was a brick fireplace. There still is a brick fireplace there. And it's been painted at least three times. And I've tried a lot of different things, whether it be um, some uh, stripper, paint stripper. And I've tried a lot of different products, but I just can't seem to get the paint off and get it down to the natural brick. Well, the problem, Alex, is because the brick and the mortar are so porous that once that paint goes on there, it gets sucked in. I've only seen the paint come off when it's professionally sandblasted. And that is a mess. It's a big stinking mess. <laughs> yeah, but it's it really worth it. is. Because I hate I hate painted brick. It makes me so mad. And we had an apartment in Queens that had painted brick and our landlord lived upstairs and she tried so many chemicals and different combinations and it was caustic and messy. And in the end, it was white speckled brick. So your recommendation at this point would be uh, simply, it's not simply, but it's the sandblast it at that point, right? Have a professional come in and Exactly. Unless, you know, shudder the thought, you might just get as much of that old stuff off as you can. And, and, and presuming the surface is all even and it's not flaky, that perhaps that you choose, say, a eggshell sheen um, paint. And then perhaps you could you could paint the brick one, one more time in a brick color and at least not have it be as objectionable as it used to be and have a consistently of color. Well, but unless you do something like that, um, you're not going to be able to get it consistent. And the other thing is, if you do decide to sandblast it, you better be darn sure you know what that brick looks like underneath because there's no turning back. And it would be such a shame if you got it all cleaned off and decided you didn't like the brick anyway. I appreciate it very much. I even tried heat, but uh, again, I'm sure you well realize that the brick absorbs the heat, so it can't even get that hot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thank you so much. I appreciate your show, and uh, thanks very much for your input. Alex, thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEY-PIT. Well, the idea of growing old in a rocker on the porch is pretty much outdated, especially for us baby booners who aren't ready to slow down. But up next, what elements to include in the design of your last house? Rocking chairs are not necessarily a part of the plan. We'll get the details from the editor of Fine Home Building Magazine next. You live in a money pit. AARP is proud to sponsor The Money Pit. Visit www.aarp.org slash home design to learn more about making your home more functional and comfortable for years to come.
Making good homes better. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Call us now with your home improvement question. The number is 1-888-MONEYPIT, 888-666-3974. Well, baby boomers everywhere are challenging the idea that your golden years have to be spent in a condo or retirement village. Not so. Most of you want to stay exactly where you are, according to a recent survey by AARP. Or at least you want to retire in a home that doesn't necessarily include rockers on the front porch. We're looking for a more active lifestyle. That's true. And in fact, the folks at Fine Home Building Magazine visited a few new homes that accommodate the changing needs of older owners with style. So it's not so hospital looking. It's actually quite beautiful. And editor Kevin Ireton is joining us now with some of the design elements making up these great homes where people of any age would love to live. The story is beautiful, Kevin, and the homes are gorgeous and totally not what you think of for an aging citizen. You know, how did you find these homes? Well, actually, we're lucky enough that, that these homes found us. In, in both cases, the architects who designed these houses sent them to the magazine. And uh, it's because they took two different approaches, that's what, what inspired us to do a story that looks just at, you know, what are baby boomers wanting in, in retirement homes and what makes a good retirement home. What are some of the areas that you looked at to looked into? Obviously, accessibility has to be um, the first the first element of any home that's going to be able to last through the years. Exactly, you've got to design a house that's accessible to somebody in a in a wheelchair or in a walker, but at the same time, you know, doesn't look like a hospital and is comfortable for everybody. And a lot of times there, it's a matter of wide hallways and wide doorways. And I think a lot of people think, well, I have to live in a ranch, but that's not so anymore. One of the things that surprised me, one of the houses we found is actually a three-story house. And that's because given the lot that these people were building on, building up rather than out made sense. And the key there is to include an elevator. And a residential elevator can be installed for anywhere from about $12,000 up. So it's not always as expensive as people might think. And, you know, Kevin, in the story, what I found really interesting was that the architects were saying that in the design of the home, they were able to minimize the upkeep needed for the exterior. What are some of these design features that really help you to do that? Well, you know, the first and most important one is to choose low-maintenance materials. I mean, you know, masonry is, is less main. Try to minimize the number of things that need painting. But another key is to have deep overhangs on the roofs. It's as simple as, you know, a broad brim on the hat is going to protect the house. And it keeps the rain and the sun off the house. And those are the things that make that siding and those windows deteriorate. And, you know, that's a passive solar design element that uh, is sort of getting new life now when you talk about accessible homes and homes that are, that are uh, more maintenance-free. And when you're building a house that is going to work with the sun as opposed to against the sun, if you have a high overhang like that, then the sun, when it gets up high in the summer sky, can't get through the windows and therefore can't add to your air conditioning costs. But in the winter, when you want a lot of light in, it easily peers under the roof because it's lower in the sky. Yeah, you're exactly right. And there are ways to calculate what that overhang needs to be for your part of the country. And some of the other things you were talking about, in addition to the accessibility and low maintenance, were energy efficiency and ease of day-to-day living. And I think it's interesting because especially the three-story one with the elevator, it's huge. I mean, isn't there just an enormous amount of energy consumption? And how do you then keep that down as you age? That's a matter of taking advantage of, of some of the better insulations that we have on the market today. This this um, house used a spray foam insulation that's very airtight, high R value, and also added an extra half inch or inch of rigid foam on the outside of the walls. And that's just going to help keep that house so that it's not as ex- it's much more comfortable and it's not going to be expensive to, to heat and cool that house. 
which is going to be a great boon if you're on a fixed income. We're talking to Kevin Ireton. He's the editor of Fine Home Building Magazine on newsstands now. The article is called Designing the Best Last house. Finally, Kevin, uh, you talk about easy day-to-day living spaces. It occurs to me that when we think about the flow of the home, probably most of us are familiar with the idea of the working triangle in the kitchen, trying to make an efficient path between the sink, the range, and the refrigerator. But it seems that there are traffic patterns that we need to be concerned of when we get into a situation where we want to build a house that works well for folks of any age. In the layout of of really the entire floor plan, what areas uh, did you see that were common to uh, that people are including in these homes so that they work well together, like a home office, for example, that's becoming more popular. Well, exactly. Home, home offices and home workspaces for, for hobbies, you know, because as people retire, their hobbies are going to take a much bigger role. So whether that's a woodworking shop for you or a sewing room or a home office, but trying to keep those spaces close by to the kitchen, close by to the master bedroom, it's probably, you know, similar to the kitchen work triangle, only you're expanding it to mean your your bedroom, your kitchen, and your public living space. Well, and also by custom designing these dedicated use rooms, you're really able to put cabinets and drawers and pet pass-throughs at accommodating heights, so you're not putting a lot of physical strain on yourself as you age. Exactly. You know, you mentioned pet pass-throughs. One of these houses did something that I thought was very cool, and that is that they've got you know, they've got a fenced-in backyard, and they've got kind of a, a mudroom pantry with a pet door in it. And one of the things that does is mean that the dogs have access inside and out on their own anytime they want, which means that, you know, you don't have to worry about getting home to let the dog out and that sort of thing, which is, you know, frees up people to, you know, kind of keep their own hours. Kevin Ireton, thanks always for great information straight from the pages of Fine Home Building Magazine. More information available at finehomebuilding.com. Well, spring swarm season is here, and you might be noticing some bugs in and around your home, but if you looked at a pest lineup, could you properly identify a termite? We're going to tell you how to spot these pesky criminals after this. You live in a body pit. My home is 70 years old, and so are some of its problems. I was looking for a handyman to seal a leaky sink when I called Brad Schrader. Brad answered the phone himself and set up an appointment for the following day. He was on time and neatly dressed, and I quickly knew how much he enjoyed his job because he wouldn't shut up about it. First, he details all the problems. Then he gives the reasons why the problems need to be fixed. He tells you how much every little thing costs and why it costs that much. He is constantly explaining himself and often explains the explanations. But you know what? He is the perfect gentleman. Brad is nice and just wants to make sure you feel good about the work he's doing. I would recommend Brad without a thought. But next time, I think I'll let him do the work when I'm not home. Find thousands of unbiased reports and reviews from members in your area on Angie's List. From handymen to electricians, educate your guests at Angie'sList.com. I want to keep my home for as long as I can because there are a lot of memories here. I read a little bit about making my house more comfortable and wanted to make my mom's house safer too. AARP told me about making mom's bedroom door wider and taping down her floor rugs. And I added handrails to our staircases. It was all simple and inexpensive thanks to AARP's tips. Now our homes fit our lifestyles and are ready for years to come. To bring comfort, safety, and a future to any home, visit us online at aarp.org slash home design. Table saw. 18-volt drill driver. Eight-piece combo kit. 
You don't have to just wish you had the power tools you really want. With RYOBI, you can actually afford them. RYOBI Power Tools. Professional features, affordable prices. And they sound really good, too. RYOBI. Exclusively at the Home Depot. When it's time to choose a new entryway for your home, choose the brand more building professionals prefer. Thermatrue Doors. Thermatrue pioneered the fiberglass door. Today, Thermatrue Doors come in more styles and colors than any other brand. Classic Craft represents Thermatrue's premium collection. Fiber Classic is Thermatrue's original wood grain fiberglass door. Or choose Smooth Star Fiberglass for the look of smooth painted wood. But no matter which Thermatrue entryway you select, you've chosen the most preferred name in the business. Visit Thermatrue.com. AOL's new real estate site has the answer to any question a homeowner, buyer, seller, or renter may have. In fact, it's kind of spooky, almost like they're reading your mind. Hello? Hello? Who said that? Me, down here. I'm AOL Real Estate. Got any questions about your house? Hmm. Well, I do have a question about my 60s style bungalow because there's pink paint in the back and. Mud composition. Stabilize with 3 in 1 primer. Paint over with an Aegean blue to match your eyes. I think I love you. AOL Real Estate. So smart, it's amazing. Go to realestate.aol.com to see our own answer man, Tom Kreitler, in action. This portion of the Money Pit is brought to you by April Air, makers of professionally installed high-efficiency air cleaners. For more information, go to AprilAir.com. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show, making good homes better. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. It's a great hour. It's a great idea. Call us now with your home improvement question. The number is one eight 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 Money Pit. A great reason to call is that one caller we talked to this hour is going to win an 1800 PSI electric pressure washer from Husky. It's worth 179 bucks. You know, our pressure washer will make those spring cleanup projects around your house a real breeze. You can use it to clean sidewalks, decks, siding, windows. Call us now if you want to qualify. One eight 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 Money Pit. You must have a home improvement question and be willing to ask it on the air. All right. Well, you think you've got termites. Well, we've got a quick way to ID these little bugs around your house. A termite. They're going to be about a quarter of an inch long and termites are smaller than ants and only have two body segments. And unlike ants, they also sport a pair of really long wings. They're almost like teardrop shaped like fairy wings. They're actually quite pretty, but if you see them, you're in big trouble. And they also have straight antennae. Knowing exactly what a termite is and what the symptoms of a termite are, this way when you see them, you can quickly squash their interest in your home and get rid of them once and for all. Yeah, you know, the best way to treat termites today is with something called an undetectable termiticide. Mm -hmm. Basically, it's installed by a pro. It goes in the soil, and then the termite doesn't know it's there. So they kind of pass through this and take it back to their termite nest and pass it to all their termite brethren, and then you never have to worry about them again. So there are high-tech ways to get rid of them, but knowing what you're looking at is really critical. And a lot of these companies that have these undetectables, they're even saying that they're seeing 10 years where they're not seeing a return of termites to the same location. So just because you're not seeing them doesn't mean that your neighbor might not have them, and they'll eventually find their way to you. So really do a checkup once a year, at least. Call us now at one eight 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 money pit with your home improvement question. Leslie, let's get back to the phones. Donna in Florida has been neglecting your tile work. What's going on? Well, not really neglecting. We just moved in here, and this is... Uh, Somebody else was neglecting it, huh? Yes, badly. <laughs> we and love the, it. The uh, 
the the grout has been uh, badly neglected. It's kind of a light putty in the clean areas, but uh, for the most part, it's very dirty and grungy. And we would like to know the best way to clean it without, you know, messing it up to where we have to reseal it and everything. Do you have a bird? What's going on over there? Yeah, I do. I have seven birds. Oh, man. (laughs) (laughs) Are they talkers? I have an Amazon that's quite a talker. They're so funny. And when they learn to talk, they actually start speaking in the same exact voice as whoever they've picked it up from. Yeah, pretty much. She does sound a lot like me. That is so (laughs) funny. So you're pretty sure that the grout is just dirty. It's not like we need to scrape it out and start all over. Um, I don't think so. It's just dirty because the few places my husband has cleaned, um, he got some stuff called crud cutter. Right, that's pretty good stuff. And actually, we got it to get the tile. Well, they painted the woodwork and got it on the tile. So he's oh using boy. that all the way around the house. Right. With the paint off the floor. And he, he tried it on the tile, and it actually works pretty well. But to do the whole house with that would be a mess. I mean, I don't think he could do it with the... It's a spray bottle of, you know... Stuff, so. Well, there's usually two levels of a, of a grout cleaner. There's grout cleaner and there's grout stripper. Grout stripper is a lot tougher than grout cleaner, and you can buy both in the home centers. And, and really, um, trying to get that grout clean is a big job, but, I mean, the idea here would be to mix it up and do it once. Someone told him not to try to mop, like when he put something on there, not to try and mop it up because all it did was move the dirt around and put it back into the tile. And they told him to use a wet dry vac. Well, I wouldn't suck the excess cleaner up because you don't know what's in there. And, and it a could be volatile. Yeah, it could be volatile, exactly. So I wouldn't do that. But I think if you use a lot of fresh water, then that shouldn't be an issue. John in Connecticut, what can the money pit do for you? I live in a uh, four-bedroom colonial. Okay. I have uh, hot water baseboard heat. And during the heating cycle, on, in three spots on the second floor, I get a very loud creaking. Okay. And then if I go down to the first floor below those areas, I get the creaking about the same, the same loudness. Okay. How, how old is your house? It's about 15 years old. I've been in about nine years, and it's been doing it every year. And it's only in the winter? Yes, when it goes through the heating cycle. The, the, uh, when I'm sure when the copper pipes are expanding, they're obviously rubbing up against something. And there was one spot in a bathroom where it's a tile floor, and I raised the pipe a little bit, and it stopped. But I've tried to, you know, put, you know, use wedges to, you know, once it's expanded to see if that would do it, and nothing seems to be doing it. It doesn't seem to be coming from like the hardwood floors. And you have a hot water, you have a hot water baseboard system. Yes. Well, obviously, somewhere where the piping is going through the structure, the piping is rubbing against the wood, and hot water pipes do expand a lot when they heat up, as you correctly stated. And when they do, they make this sort of cricking, squeaking sound as they rub against the pipe. Sometimes it sounds a lot like a drip. You'll very often hear this when you turn hot water on in a bathroom. Uh, Unfortunately, this is probably occurring somewhere inside of the structure of the floor ceiling assembly, and it's going to be rather difficult, if not impossible, to, to track this down. The good news is is that aside from the annoyance, this really is going to have no impact on the wear and tear of the heating system. What I, um, I, w- I was going to resort to, and I won't if you <laughs> don't recommend it, uh, taking down some drywall in the ceiling on the first floor to try and expose it to see where it is. I think this really is really bugging him, Leslie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because that's going to be a big undertaking. I mean, if it's really bothering you enough where you do want to have to do some drywall repair work, then definitely you can get into the inner workings of it and secure that pipe more efficiently to sort of contain it as it's expanding and contracting so it doesn't do that rubbing. You're going to have to basically trace down the route of that pipe. And I will tell you this, that sound could be happening a lot 
farther down the line than what you you might expect. And so you could take it down right under there and find out that the sound is originating from somewhere else. What you're going to end up doing is taking it down, cranking the heat up and watching it and seeing if you can figure out where it's where it's occurring. But uh, it's kind of a big undertaking for something that's really just an annoyance. Again, no reason structurally to be concerned about this. It's really just uh, should be defined by the old fashioned term charm. (laughs) The odd thing is the pattern of the creaking is the same every single time, like a song you just memorized. Yeah. <laughs> John, thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEY-PIT. Gosh, talk about Chinese water torture. Really? <laughs> hey, Money Pit listeners, maybe you've got this problem, too. Are you looking to insulate a room, but you don't have any space to fill in the gaps? Well, we have an emailer, and we're going to help them with that problem next. You live in a Money Pit! The Money Pit is brought to you by Thermatru, the nation's leading manufacturer of fiberglass entry and patio door systems. Choose the brand more building professionals prefer and add up to $24,000 to the perceived value of your home. For more information, visit Thermatru.com. If you like to fix stuff that's not broken, you are in the right place because this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Hey, even if you break stuff while you're fixing it, we can help you with that problem, too. And if you listen to us here at the Money Pit on a regular basis, you're pretty well aware that a window is a major weak point in your home, and it really can allow moisture in. But how do you keep that water out? And how do you prevent those leaks and mold and warping and eventually costly structural damage to your home? Well, we're going to tell you, of course, in our very next Money Pit e-newsletter. It's free, and it comes into your inbox every week. So sign up now at MoneyPit.com. And while you're there, if you're feeling a little shy, if you don't want to pick up the phone, or maybe you don't need that answer right away, you can send us an email by clicking on Ask Tom and Leslie. All right, I've got one here, Tom. Can I jump right in? Let's do it. Dean in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. Okay. Dean says, I'm tearing down the plaster in a room which is small. I will replace it with drywall, but I want to insulate it. The problem is the outside is brick, and inside there are only furring strips, which leave me only about an inch of space to insulate. What would be the best way to do this? I don't want to put up two-by-fours for R13 because the room is small, and that's going to lose a lot of space. Well, without a lot of space, you're not going to be able to add a lot of insulation. What about a blown-in or a foam or a poly? Well, you know, you could do all that, but the bottom line is that you don't have, you, you need depth to, to build up the R factor. So mm-hmm. you've only got, you know, an inch of space to insulate. You're only going to get a very small level of Regardless insulation. Regardless of the type of insulation you use? Yeah, but if you use, yeah, well, I mean, the foams might be a little bit higher of an R factor, but I think one of the reasons that the foams might be a really good thing to do is because you're also going to have a lot of draft issues with this house, and that would do a really good job of slowing some of the drafts. So if you could, if you do have it completely exposed and you did spray it with like a polyisonine, or something of that nature, that would probably do a good job. And a less expensive way to do it, which could be um, probably just as effective, is to use like a Dow Styrofoam board mm-hmm. or a Thermax, which is a different type of insulating board. And you can cut these to fit in between Those the furring strips. strips. What right about and moisture the... situations because it's so close to the brick? Well, if you use a, a, a Styrofoam or a Thermax, it's not going to be an organic product, so you don't have to worry about uh, any type of a moisture problem with that. But, you know, on top of it, if it's a damp area, I would use a drywall with a fiberglass face as opposed mm-hmm. to a drywall with a paper face, and then you don't have to worry about any additional concerns from that. All right, good to know. All right, Dean, good luck with that project, and stay warm. Well, it's time to take a bath. It's the weekend, and we like to do that occasionally. <laughs> 
And uh, speaking of baths, you know, fiberglass showers, very, very common, very popular. They're less expensive to install than tile. But there is a trick of the trade to cleaning them, and that is the topic of today's edition of Leslie's Last Word. Yeah, they're kind of finicky. And if you're not really careful about what products and what manner in which you clean your fiberglass shower or tub, whatever it is, you could really notice a dulling and even almost sort of a swirling of the finish. So you really want to make sure that when you're cleaning them, remember that fiberglass showers, they're finished with a layer of gel coat. And that's what really can be damaged by an abrasive cleanser. So make sure you choose your shower cleaner carefully. And if you want to keep that shiny luster and prevent that water spotting when you're taking the shower and once it air dries, you want to try waxing the shower walls once a month with a liquid auto wax. And remember, walls only. That's you don't right. need any help making that floor more slippery than it already is. So Good be point. really careful with it. Yeah. yeah, that would ruin your best shower. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and that would be just really difficult to sort of get to disappear. So protect that floor while you're doing the walls. Good point. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. Hopefully we've given you a lot of good points this hour. Thanks so much for being a part of our program. And if you missed anything, remember all of the information that is contained on this show is available online 24-7 at moneypit.com. You can search the transcripts of the show. You can listen to the podcast. You can look up the answer to any home improvement question at moneypit.com. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Remember, you can do it yourself. But you don't have to do it alone. Hey, 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 money pit.